before then she bought into the belief system that as women our destiny is to produce children and um that's not going to be my destiny i have many destinies and that's not one of them Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Guy Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert. And of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Well, hello, my wonderful listeners. All right, so we're doing another episode. Today's episode might be feel a little strange. Why does Guy need to say this? So today's episode is, you ready for it? Why I cannot have your babies, your babies, no babies, and why I don't want to have your babies, no babies for Gaia. <laughs> right? Okay, here's here's the backstory. Just quick backstory because I'm gonna actually have I'm gonna I'm gonna drop into the extended version that's available for our Patreon peeps. Um, the all the weird, awkward conversations of random strangers asking me to have their babies. So the reason I'm doing this episode is, first of all, pure curiosity. It's like, I don't really understand. I don't want, I don't understand. Do you know I get anywhere from one, it's up, the, the anti-baby asking, random strangers asking me to have their babies have increased up to, we're now up to like three to four random strangers a week asking me to have their babies. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. So here's why I don't want your babies. And here's why I can't have your babies. And here's why I don't actually have any children. So let's go back in time to a wee lass. That was me. I was a cute little child. <laughs> I was very wild though and out of control, very much like I am now, <laughs> but smaller. So when I was a little girl, I actually, in all my little friends, my little girlfriends, we're all playing house and playing with Barbies and playing with dolls and playing the, you know, playing, you know, wanting to have babies and all of these pieces. I never wanted that. I, there's no part of me that was like, mm, yeah, when I grow up, I want to be a mom. I want to be a mom and I want to have babies. And I didn't want that. Even when I was a tiny little girl and all the other girls seemed to want that, but I didn't want that. 
I then soon learned that uh, girls were not much fun at that age. <laughs> and that the boys were having way more fun because they were playing cool things like building forts and going on treasure hunts and playing sports and very active. And I was like, oh, riding their bikes and going on adventures. And I was all about the adventure. So I started to spend more time with the boys. So, but I really knew really, really young that I didn't want to have children when I got older. Another reason that um, I don't have children and don't want to have children is that I am the oldest of seven children. And of those seven children, six of them I raised. I was, I was their parent for most of their lives. And so again, I didn't want to have any children. And yet I ended up having six siblings that were very much like my children that I had to raise while I was a child. So when all the places where I should have been exploring the world and being irresponsible and figuring out what it was like to the only worries that I had should have had were the worries of a kid. I was worried about making sure that my brothers and sisters didn't, you know, fall into the river or die or were fed or were taken care of. So needless to say, the idea of choosing to be a mom didn't have much appeal to me. So I'm 17. I'm not actually 17 anymore. I was 17. I'm 47 now. <laughs> so that was 30 years ago. <laughs> All right. So when I was 17, um, I was sexually active and I thought I was being very responsible. And in my responsibility, I made sure that I was on the birth control pill because I didn't want to get pregnant. Remember, I was like, I don't want anybody's babies. No babies. And um, so, but the doctors back then were really apprehensive about giving a teenage girl birth control because like uh, we weren't supposed to have sex till you got married. Um, by the way, I grew up in a very conservative northern Ontario small town. Okay. Give you some framework of what it was like. So needless to say, the doctor was very apprehensive about giving me the birth control in the first place. So they certainly didn't tell me about all the things that you need to know about how to use birth control properly so you don't get pregnant. Um, like if you throw up and you throw up one of those pills you are not protected for the month and you have to use you have to use other forms of contraceptive and condoms and other forms and so they didn't tell you about that and they didn't tell you about if you are taking certain antibiotics or whatever that that will also affect your uh you know being protected from getting pregnant so they didn't tell you those things so when i was 17 um i also a little back quick backstory um, was that I was remembering repressed sexual abuse trauma memories from my childhood. And while I was remembering those, I need to say was kind of a train wreck. And, um, and it was not a good time. And I was spending a lot of time throwing up. Um, and as I was throwing up, because of all the, you know, the memories coming to the surface and me having 
panic attacks and anxiety and things like that. I was vomiting. And in the vomiting, I was vomiting up my birth control pill. So that made me not actually protected. So I ended up getting pregnant. And at that time, I was, like I said, I was, I was a mess, like an absolute train wreck. And there was no part of me that could have been a mom. And uh, so I made, I had to make the choice. I didn't have to make the choice, but I chose to make the choice to uh, have an abortion. So again, this just, again, another reason, see how committed I am to not having any babies, no babies, no babies. So I ended up having an abortion. Fast forward, um, I then uh, decide that, okay, I'm going to get my tubes tied. I really don't want to have any children. And uh, because I come from very uh, fertile stock, <laughs> that's, I really only had two absolutely sure, for sure ways to prevent pregnancy from happening again. And what, one was to not have sex, which was definitely not an option for me. Anybody who knows me was like, yeah, that would not work well for you. No, not work well for me. Uh, second is to uh, have, uh, you know, your tube side. So at 21, I made the decision that I was going to get my tube side. But in a society that says uh, women are supposed to be breeders, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be cruel. I'm going to be crude and cruel, not cruel, but crude about my, the next series of conversations that I'm about to have. Remember, I always come with content warning. The new intro reminded you of that. <laughs> right so when I went to my family doctor and I said okay so I have this plan of a life that's going to be gallivanting and travel changing the world and and you know living the lifestyle that I lead and being ethically non-monogamous and all these things and um I don't want to have any babies and the doctor was like you're too young for that and I'm like I, I am not too young for that. I've known I've not wanted to be a mom and didn't want to have any children since I was five. The first time I remember thinking, no, I don't really want to be a mom. No, no, thank you. I was five. So I have a very, very, very strong knowing of that I do not want to have children. And so the doctor's like, yeah, but what if you change your mind? What if you find your dream man? And once you find your dream man, you'll change. You'll want to have babies. You want to have his babies. So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know why I had to explain this. And th this is the same story that you're going to hear over and over and over again. I'm not really sure why I have to keep explaining this, but apparently it's a thing that people don't understand. So I'll explain it yet again. So I explained to her, I'm like, listen, I don't want to have babies. So if I don't want to have children, my dream man, if he's going to be my dream man, he also is not going to want to have children. 
but what if you meet somebody that wants to have children? And I'm like, he won't be my dream man. Plus, who knows? It might be a dream woman <laughs> I might end up with. Like, so there's no guarantees that it's going to be even a man <laughs> or that there will be one of them. There might be more than one of them. So anyways, all of them, if they're dreamy for me, they won't want me to have children. So again, well, you can't make that choice and all this. Stuff. So I stopped, I looked her in the eyes and I said, listen, it wasn't that long ago that you weren't allowed to be a doctor because you had, uh, you were supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. And that got her attention. <laughs> She's like, yeah, she got angry. She got, all of a sudden got angry with me about how I'm not allowed to choose what I can do with my body. And I don't, wouldn't possibly have be smart enough to decide that this may be a choice that I really want to make. Um, because she, before then, she bought into the belief system that as women, our destiny is to produce children. And um, that's not going to be my destiny. I have many destinies, and that's not one of them. So she got really angry with me. And she's like, yeah. So she signed off on the paperwork to send me to a gynecologist to go do the procedure. So I go to the gynecologist and the gynecologist also has this, uh, another trainee gynecologist. And so there I am, I'm naked, my legs are, I'm on the table, I'm spread wide. They got their fingers all up inside me doing an exam and they're like, they're basically interrogating. That's, that's, that's the energy, that's the tone, that's the voice, that's the thing. They're drilling me with questions. And again, we have the same conversation. What if you find your dream man? And I'm like, um, my dream man won't want children. If he wants children, he won't be my dream man. Besides, it may be a dream woman. Um, and again, she also won't want to have babies. And, um, and then there's the other part, which is at any time, any time throughout my life that I feel like I want to give, I have uh, an abundance of love and I want to give and I want to be a parent and I want to be a mom. Um, there are so many children in the world who are not loved, who are unwanted and are available for adoption. And because of my therapeutic background and my understanding of development in child psychology, I am like the perfect fit to pick one of these, you know, to have one of these children who are, who are not cute little babies, but like a child who's been in the system for a while that needs a home. So I'm like, so at any time in my life that I choose that I want to have a child, I would have chosen that route anyways, not to have, not necessarily to have carry child, my own child. And again, nope. And now both of them, I got these two women, you know, like saying, well, you know, you might change your mind. How will you know? And I'm doing the same story and we're going on the same and we're on the same again, this whole thing, but you might change your mind if you meet this person. I'm like, I don't know why you don't get this. So finally I stopped trying to, I stopped making it about me. And I turned and I was like, well, that argument worked last time. So I'm like, so it wasn't that long ago that you were supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and weren't 
allowed to be a doctor. There's no way that you could be smart enough to make a decision to be a doctor. Like I couldn't, just like you think I'm not smart enough to make a decision about what I want to do with my body and my life choices. And then they got angry. And uh, they're like, yeah, we'll sign off. So they sign off. So now the hospital refuses to allow me to have my tube side. So because, you know, I couldn't pass, I was too young and I hadn't had any children yet. And if I hadn't had any children yet, I hadn't done my womanly duty to breed. <laughs> so the hospital refused to sign off. So they sent me to another gynecologist. And so now I'm in another gynecologist and she asked, starts asking me all the same questions. And I just looked at her and I said, listen, it wasn't long ago that you weren't allowed to be a doctor. You're supposed to be barefoot and pregnant. She's like, you are totally right. And the fact that you fought so hard to get here and clearly you are intelligent enough to make the decision about what works best for you. I said, thank you very much. She's like, I will sign off. So she signs off. So I go get my tube side. And so I started the process at 21 and I had the surgery when I was almost 24. That was the fight. So as you can see, I'm very determined. I was very determined to not have anybody's babies. And I'm still very okay, 47, I'm very okay with the choice of not having children. And this is not because I hate children. So this is very, very important to understand because people assume it's because I hate children. I don't hate children. I love children. And I am great with kids. I used to work. I had for 12 years, I owned a pottery and drumming teaching studio and I taught children every day. And I loved and adored them. But I also was so good with them because they went home to their parents. <laughs> I'm a fantastic aunt. And like I said, children adore me. If I'm in a restaurant, a child will seek me out to try to engage with me. So it's not about, it has nothing to do with me not liking children or understanding children or being around children. It's about it's not the journey that I wanted. It's not the responsibility that I wanted in my adulthood. It's not the life that I wanted. Um, and so I've created the life that I wanted, which is to not have any children. So the next person, beautiful that you have gone on this adventure of listening to this episode. So the next person that says to me and asks me, will I have their baby? I can just say no and give them this episode for them to listen to all the reasons why I don't want to have their baby and that I'm not, I'm very dedicated to not having anybody's baby and not being a mom. Now it's very fascinating that people, everybody wants me to have their baby, but also the reactions that I have gotten um, from others when they find out that I don't have children because it's so ingrained in our society that as a woman, it's my duty. And if I don't fulfill my duty um, that, and if I choose not to fulfill, this is one thing if I can't have a child because of medical reasons, 
but if I, I had like a perfectly viable womb and I didn't pop anybody out of it, um, that there's a lot of anger and a lot of resentment and a lot of, a lot of stuff that's attached to this expectation that that is my role as a woman in our society. Even in 2022, right? We're not talking about in the 1940s. <laughs> I've had full out, full out random strangers yelling at me and telling me I'm a horrible human being because I chose not to have children. People ask me, especially when I owned the, especially when I owned my pottery studio and I spent so much time with kids and everybody just saw how much, so how good I am with children. And then they're like, so do you, you know, do you have any? And I'm like, no. Oh, don't worry. It'll happen for you. I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> I don't want any children. And they're like, oh, you'll change your mind. It's the same story. You'll change your mind when you find your dream man. And I'd be like, mm, again, why do I have to, why do I have to explain this concept? What I want is what the other person wants. That's what makes them my dream. They want something totally different than what I want. They're not a good fit for me. Therefore, thus, not my dream. Not my dream at all. So I've had, I've had in particular, a lot of women actually um, have like, I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to have any children. And they're like, oh, you'll change your mind when you find the right one. You find your dream man. I'm like, no. And I explained the whole thing. And then they won't, they won't believe me. They're like, no, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. And I'm like, and so then I have to say, well, actually I have my tubes tied. So I can't have any children. And they're, then they start yelling at me and calling me horrible names and how I'm a horrible human being. And how could you do that? There's so many people who can't have children. Well, then they can go adopt. Not my job to populate the world. It's not my job. It's not my responsibility because I have a uterus. Um, so, yes. So this is why I very, very firmly is a hard pass. Please don't ask me to have your babies. I won't. I don't want to. And I'm not going to. <laughs> hey, so I hope you, I hope you got some new insight into me and my choices and who I am and how I feel about babies. <laughs> Second of all, um, in the extended version for my Patreon peeps, I'm going to talk about some of the bizarro conversations that random strangers have had with me about having their babies, which is quite funny. All right. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next episode. Oh, actually, please please give us feedback on the new intro and outro. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Did it create tingly inside? Did it make you want to turn it off? How'd you feel? 
I, I want to know because we're we're in the process of you know really streamlining the show and making it so it's the best version. So please let us know. And the outro tells you how all the ways you can do that. Mwah. And to enjoy the, the extended version, join Patreon. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. Now, if you're like, oh, I really wonder what's in the extended version. <laughs> well, find out at Patreon. Come join my Patreon for not only the extended version of this episode, but also bonus content behind the scenes, all sorts of juicy, juicy stuff. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know. Because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> So please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.